Hallelujah. First, I would like to say thank you to my dad and first lady for this fantastic opportunity to share with people what I learned during the Code Red Revival. Thank you very much, sir. Thank you very much, ma. God bless you. Amen. So let's open our Bibles to Proverbs 4 and verse 18. That's where we're going to start off. Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 18. I, I, in fact, I feel we should all be able to quote that scripture off, like offhand. But let's see, have it on the screen. Okay, for, I think media are not ready for us now. Okay, are we there? Proverbs 4 and verse 18, let's go. The path of a just man is as a shining light that shines what? Ah, some people, the way some people are reading it, it's like they didn't know we, we actually treated this all through the Code Red Revival. Hallelujah. So we are going to read it like just men and women. Are we ready? Let's go. But the path of a just man is as a shining light that shines more and more until the perfect day. And then the declaration for this scripture is the longer, the longer I live, the brighter I shine. Ah, let's celebrate ourselves. Let's celebrate ourselves. Hallelujah. So for the people that didn't know it, so let's help them. Are we ready? Want to go? The longer I live, the brighter. One, one more time. The longer I live, the brighter I shine. Hallelujah. So all through the Code Red Revival, Pastor treated breaking barriers, and he has really enlightened me about a lot of things that I didn't know. Like, I didn't perceive to be barriers. Because growing up, I used to know certain things as generational curses and the likes. But they are actually not curses. They are just like family patterns. And most of, most of us, like most people, not us, because every barrier has been broken. Most people don't... They are not conscious of these things. But thank God for the Code Red Revival. Pastor has really opened my eyes to a lot of things. And I love the scripture that we used. That's Ephesians 1, 17 and 18. And Pastor, has, Pastor made something very clear that it's important for you to have a discerning spirit. Because if you're not discerning enough, you won't be able to know if there are certain wrong patterns in your family that you need to work on. I pray that the Lord will open our eyes in Jesus' name. Okay, so one of the things that I learned during the Code Red Revival is to tie my life and expectations only to the Word of God. Pastor would always say, there is nothing that you will not find in the Bible. There is nothing that you want to go through in this life that the answer, there's no question that the word of God will not give answers to you. Like we we'll all know that the Gateway Church is, the, is a word-based church. So whatever it is you're going through in life, no matter the circumstances, always tackle these things with the word of God. Hallelujah. One of the things I would like that I'm currently working on since the end of the Code Red Revival is positive speaking. I remember today, this afternoon, I needed to do something and um, Olamide told me he needed money and I'm like, I don't, I like, I almost said I do. I just say, oh, Father, in Jesus' name, I'm wealthy, I am rich, I have money, money comes to me. Do you understand? Positive speaking. Like what Mrs. Ezekiel said today, um, during the declaration of faith, that everything has ears. So it's whatever you say that becomes that, that whatever it is you say that becomes life. Whatever you speak becomes life. So when you're saying you don't, then you don't. But pastor has taught us that you have to say you have these things. You have to speak positively into your life, your business, whatsoever it is. And I pray may God give us the grace to always do that in Jesus' name. Also, one of the things pastor mentioned was aligning with God's plan. Um, in the book of Proverbs, there's a place that said, trust, lean not on your own understanding. Pastor has made us understand, made me personally understand that even down to the minutest things, you can't do it yourself. There is nothing you can do yourself. You just have to trust God for these things. You have to align yourself with God's purpose. And also, even Papa Dioye mentioned it, that you have to level up with God. You have to ensure that everything you're doing is according to God's will. Whenever you have 
maybe you have a thought of doing something, you should always come to that point where you pray to God and say, God, am I going, am I, this thing that I just, that just came up in my mind, is it according to your will? You have to ensure that whatever it is you're doing is according to God's will because Papa Dioye told us on Saturday that his will is his eye. His will is his bill. Hallelujah. So that means when you have something in your mind that you want to do and it's not according to God's will, you're going to struggle. But if it's according to God's will, then you have progress. There is success. And one other thing Pastor mentioned is barriers are meant to be, sorry, barriers are meant to be confronted. Okay, so I'm a kind of person that I have this fear for commitment. I get tired of things very quickly. So I, um, I think the day Pastor treated it, I was still battling with a lot of things. And Pastor gave us the time to like pray to God, like talk to God. You have to like with Ikora or something. And I, I, I remember that I was on my knees and I was crying that God, I think I was the first testifier that day. Yes, I'm very certain. Because I felt it like something has actually changed. I am the kind of person that once I'm doing something for, I just get tired of people, get tired of things, get tired of a lot of things. And I bless God for Code Red Reviver that I'm a changed person and my life is renewed. <laughs> Hallelujah. <clears throat> Okay, so one more thing Pastor also mentioned is that barriers are meant to test your strength level and determination, if I'm correct. Yes, determination. I remember when I was a few months ago, yes, I'm certain, I, I had to get involved in something. And then I realized that probably um, two weeks or three weeks after, I started getting tired again. And it was like, am I doing the right thing or I'm doing the wrong thing? still boils down to what I said earlier, and I thank God that right up to this moment, like every time when I wake up in the morning, I just say thank you, Jesus, because I've been delivered. I feel like it was a lot of burden that I was dealing with, and thank God for Code Red Reviver. Glory to God for the testimony. Hallelujah. Thank you very much. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you very much, sir for the privilege given us to us to share the word of God with our brethren this evening. So I learned a lot from um, the Codred Viva. A lot has been said and um, a lot is being processed to be put into practice by me. So um, one of the things I learned is uh, barriers are meant to be conquered and not feared. That is, barriers are meant to be conquered and not feared. That, those are facts about barriers. Pastor mentioned about facts about barriers. And he used um, the book of Job, chapter 3, verse 25, talking about Job and um, how what Job feared uh, came upon him. The Bible said that what I, what I feared, I finally come, up, come upon me. That was the word of Job in the Bible. And uh, make us understand that as believers, we are not supposed to be scared of barriers. We are supposed to face our fears and barriers. And um, we are supposed to um, deal with them uh, using God's words and uh, as it is. So also, I learned uh, another thing from the, the Kodre Reviver. Another take-home point for me was um, barriers, if not dealt with, will become your identity. Will become your identity. Will become your identity. So as believers, we should not uh, relent ourselves and allow barriers to stay too long in our lives. Because um, another thing he also said, you will allow me to go... Uh, fast. <laughs> Allow me to go fast for myself. Uh, uh, it says on um, barriers, uh, 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 every believer has a power to deal with barriers. That is, God has given us a power to deal with every barriers or every situations that we come in contact with. Definitely, it is it's a thing that uh, a believer who must experience challenges every day because uh, being born again or being called into the uh, kingdom does not mean that you are free from uh, challenges, you are free from uh, uh, trials and tribulations. Definitely, they will come. But the Lord said that he has given us power to conquer. So um, we should have that at the back of our mind. And also, we should know that God has given us this power. If you look at the book of Luke chapter 10, verse 19, he said that, 
that I've given you power to trample upon strict snake and scorpion and to overcome all the powers all the powers of the enemy and nothing by enemies will harm you that's what the Bible said so we should have this in our in our minds that God has given us that power and it's a leverage that will be given us given to us by God to conquer every barrier we come in contact with another thing uh, that uh, I also learned uh, I'll go back to the points that said that um, barrier if not um, uh, if not uh, handled for a very long period of time becomes your identity becomes your identity and becomes what you are known for we can look in the bible in the uh, the woman with the issue of blood her name was not the woman with the issue of blood pastor made us to understand that that uh, it was because of the barrier she had that was why the name stuck with her we can look at bland bartinius bland bartinius his name was not bland bartinius it was bland the son of bartinius but because of his situation the name stuck with him so pastor made us to understand that if barriers are not tackled they become our identity and as believers we should try as much as possible to tackle barriers that comes in our lives our pastor also talks about some types of barriers he mentioned career barriers he mentions health barriers he mentions some business barriers he mentions um, um gender barrier he mentioned um um, ancestral or family barriers or family pattern as uh, some people know it then uh, you also mentioned um, um, uh, racial barriers that there are some things that because of the race where you come to which you are from rather you won't be able to conquer but knowing this and being aware of it you are able to break beyond that barrier and uh, with the power and the and the and the, and the god-given strength that we have in us and also pastor talks uh, talked about some um, causes made us to understand that one thing that can limit one and uh, is uh, the, having a cause cause is uh is is is, is a, should i say uh, a factor that can implement a barrier in your life or that can amplify a barrier in your life and he mentioned uh, causes and he said what are causes it said so much about causes he said causes is to be in sorrow causes is to be servant to servant that is taking uh, Reuben as a case study and uh, the Bible said that Reuben is an unstable water and he found rest oh, shall be I can't really remember the this thing but but uh, the Bible said that he's a servant to servant and uh, as believers this cost should not we should not allow cost to be a part of our lives and it's told us so many ways which causes comes into one's life and um he mentioned dishonor he mentioned disloyalty he mentioned um disobedient he mentioned um um, um disobedient dishonor uh, disloyalty he mentioned the uh, Sin, yeah, thank you very much. Sin. And I can remember one thing. He says sin is a sinker. Sin is a sinker. So as believers, we should know that um, sin is a sinker. That sin will limit you from breaking through in what God has destined for you. And I also mentioned one thing about um, facts as regards barrier. He said that um, the barriers on um, barriers are not, are not necessarily for you but to hinder what god wants to do in your life or through your life so look at the the story of joseph the story of joseph is not joseph that was the target it's because what god wanted to do through joseph through his generations and to the generation unborn that is why joseph had to go through so many hindrances so many barriers so pray that god will help us in jesus name praise the lord Thank you, sir. Thank you, ma, for giving me the opportunity. So I feel like uh, the third day was the most important part for me because that was where pastor was telling us about the biblical step in overcoming invisible barriers. So the steps in overcoming these barriers after explaining them. So uh, for, for, uh, for clarification, he said the barrier is, you, want, you would uh, know when the barrier is in place, when your effort is greater than your result or when the failure is more you know, more than the success. So he also said um, uh, that you should never be comfortable with your stagnation. Never be comfortable. Don't say because it's a norm. Oh, I'm not selling today. Ah, I have low sales today. It's always like that. Because there was a time I was having low sales and I was like, I was not happy about it. Then my sister said, it, it comes now. It's, it's, it's like that. That sometimes you have sales, sometimes you don't have sales. But I was, mm -mm. I said, I'm not going to go with that because I'm a child of God. I should always have sales every single day so he said never be comfortable with stagnation and um 
And he said, barrier not broken or dealt with can be one's identity. He has talked about it. He said, and never give an explanation for your stagnation or for your, uh, for your predicament. Uh, it's because uh, the economy is bad or it's because uh, there's no, like just ever, don't ever give an explanation for it. You're a child of God. So yours is an um, exception. You're an exception because you are a child of God. So, and um, he also talked about, I'm so sorry, I had to just jot them down and all that. Okay, so I would talk about um, the biblical step in overcoming invisible barriers. Number one is salvation. Pastor said, when is until you're saved, uh, until you have salvation, that is when you're, when you're saved, yes. So it's until you have salvation that you are free from, you're exempted from every barrier that you can ever think of. So, and Pastor also talked about divine guidance. He said, when you should align and sync yourself with God's will for your life. When you're walking outside of God's will, then barriers are definite, definitely going to come in place. They're going to display in your life. So you have to align with God's will and God's purpose. Let God lead you. He said when God leads you in a place, it would always, always be with you. God is always going to be with you if he's leading you. God is always going to save you because he told you to go to this particular place. He's telling you to read the word of God now. And he's always going to save you because you can always go back and say, God, you are the one that said I should do this. So this shouldn't be happening to me because you told me to do this. Because I think when you, have, when you are following God and when you're following God's will, you are 100% sure that it's going to work. Is it that it works or it works? So number two is, uh, uh, he said one, another thing that can make a barrier visible in your life is godless association. He said there are some people in your life that when they're in your life, you can never, ever hear God. You will never hear God speak. He talked about Lot and Abraham. He said until Lot left, that was what, when God was able to speak to Abraham. So there was a time, I remember, I have a friend like that. Uh, because she, okay, we're both in business together. But I was the only Christian and I was trying to, you know, to direct myself back to God. And I would always go to church and pray. But I was thinking about it that if I, were, if I was still with her and I was still friends with her, I don't think... I would still be in church because she would always give a reason why you shouldn't be in church or anything and all that. And there was a particular time that our, our, uh, our brother was in trouble. And she was like, okay, I was like, let's pray about it, that God is going to save her. But she was like, no, no, no. Then she was already constructing probably like a fire or something. This is someone that was like a child of God. Like, dad is a pastor. And she was already constructing a fire. I think that they wash. I'm like, no, I'm not interested. Don't do this. God is going to save her. He's like, but God's ways. God is always slow. Ah. I was, so, I was so devastated with that statement. She said, God's, God is always slow. God uh, answers prayer slowly. So he said, there's some association that you, you need to cut off so you can hear God. He also talked about Isaiah. He said, when the, in the year King Uriah died, that was when in God, speak, uh, God spoke to um, Isaiah. So another one is prayerlessness. Pastor said, if you don't pray, you won't you know, you won't hear from God. Barriers can be broken if you, can't, if you, can't, if you don't pray. And he also uh, made a statement that, uh, you know, that changed my life. He said, if you're a your friend with someone and you guys, you're just talking and talking and talking and you didn't even wait for the person to talk back to you, then you can't call that friendship. He said, when you pray, take time to relax. Take time to, you know, to calm down and to hear from God. Let God speak to you. Because most of, I just realized that most of the time I just pray to God. I just tell God, this is what I want, or blah, blah, blah. Or God, this is how I want, I want to be closer to you. I want to, you know, I want to hear from you. But I never, I don't give time or space for him to talk back. For me to, because I was like, ah, oh God, how do I know when you're speaking to me? How do I know when uh, you want to talk? How do I recognize your voice? But if I don't create space, after praying, even if it's five minutes, to hear from God, to know what God is telling me, then I don't think we can, the relationship can grow. So I have to create time. Let me, okay, God, speak to me. What is the instruction for today? What should I do today? What is the, you know, direction I should go? And um, he said, if you don't pray, you can also receive direction from God. There's also another one, divine guidance. You can't get guidance from God if you don't pray, if you don't talk to God, if you don't communicate with him. Then the next one is obedience to instruction. Hmm. There was another one because I, I used to feel like you go for all these programs in churches. You go for programs. You pray, pray, pray. They will prophesy. And after that, nothing changes. Everything is back to normal. I, I used to wonder, what is going on? Is it that God doesn't listen? Or is it that you're doing something about it? Then one thing pastor said was that sin. Because if you, if you are committed to that particular thing, you're doing that routine, you're faithful to God, you're praying and everything, and you go back to sin. 
everything is going to go back. Like Pastor said, he said, devil is going to live for a while and he's going to come back. And he's going to come back with more people to see if there's space there. And it's going to be more difficult to do what? To overcome. So I feel like, okay, now Pastor said, because from what he said, I feel, no, I know for a certain now that there is more work for us after Kodred. Because you can't waste your time. Or, because I feel like after stress, after praying for every fasting, I fasted. And I, and I woke up every, it was difficult to wake up from 12 a.m., you know, 6 p.m. and everything. And I would, my life would remain the same. No, it shouldn't. If I can put so much energy, you know, in, a, in quadrat revival, I should put much energy after quadrat so that I can, can see the result of why I'm fasting, why I came to church, you know, why I was serving and all that. So he said obedience to instructions. Some people actually, what they do is that they would... Uh, you know, hear from God, collect prophecy, and go back home. And their life, they will go back to their normal routine. They don't wait to receive instructions from God. He said, as we celebrate, they will celebrate what God has done for them, but they don't wait to hear the instructions. How is going to come to pass? How God is going to make it happen? What step you should take for it to happen? Thank you very much. Good evening, sir. Thank you very, 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 very much. Thank you very, very much. Okay, um, for me... Code Red Revival was not just a revival service. So um, the day Papa Adeboye came, halfway through his ministering, and then the Spirit tells me, this is not just a revival, it's a reminder for you and then for everybody. So there was this analysis going on in my head, yeah? Because I couldn't just upwards put Breakthrough Festival when Papa came, and then Code Red when Papa also came. So for me, it was like, it was like, Abayomi, you have forgotten. I told you, I promised you speed, and then I will still give you speed. So there's this part that says, um, that says them, um, and then the hand of God came upon Elijah, and then he outran the chariot of Ahab. Now, in the king's chariot, they are not ordinary horses. Those horses are fast. Fast. And then, past, and, and then Papa Adebe was saying almost some things that um, Papa um, Egbeni said. He was talking about speed, he was talking about light, he was talking about how God will collapse time for you. Almost referencing the same things. And these were two different events, two different men of God, but still there was a perfect alignment. So for me already, that was a confirmation that, okay, Abayomi, this year is a done deal. Just chill, relax, and enjoy the work of God. And then there's this other part again. I listened to how, I listened to how he expressed himself in his time of waiting. He titled it from brokenness to blessing. He honored his time of brokenness. And that was key for me. And then I linked it to Joseph. And then Joseph, too, irrespective of what happened, from his brothers betraying him to, Pot to Potiphar's house, to the prison, if it was me. <laughs> so... So, so, and then at each point, he honored that brokenness period. The last bit that got to me was that when Joseph came um, in contact with his brother, even in that moment, he still honored. It was not his brothers he honored. It was God he honored. That was it for me. And then um, the Codred Revival for me was, should I say, was a moment of empowerment. Okay, let me just digress a little. Okay, so after quadred, I slept. I had one funny dream. I woke up. I was angry. Like after fasting and praying, really. So I prayed. I spoke in tongues, and I went back. Oh, oh Jesus! The things I did to those people. Okay, so, so because I woke up angry, like no, I can't sacrifice so much. I can't be. I can't. I can't bring so much. I fasted. I prayed. I believed. And then you just come from somewhere because I don't know who is, who, is, who is pushing you from that other realm that you can just come and then take a place, take a foothold in my own realm of Christ. I don't understand who you are. So I prayed. I was actually pissed when I woke up that midnight. Like, ah, ah, kill your day. Waiting happen. So then um, Papa said something. Yeah, he said the way, the way, should I say the way he lived, I couldn't help but constantly leak into Joseph because there was this high level of expectancy. Joseph never forgot. In every, in every phase of his wildness, he never forgot. 
he was so when the time came and then they called him i think personally i don't think joseph was surprised the bible said he just shaved entered and changed his garment and then he just stepped into his prophecy so it went at the time of the realization of his prophecy he was not surprised that it came to pass he had been expectant for so much since he was probably 16 or 17. So, and then for me, that's, that really, really scored a point with me. And then Papa, Papa I have a new verse, thanks to Papa. He said, um, uh, 1 John 1 verse 1, he said, um, I think it goes um, this way, um, you've heard these things, you've seen them, and then you will owe them. And then he said something, he said that, most time, and then there's this part I like quoting to you. He said, of all the prophecies that was upon the house of Judah, none fell or came to pass. There's a part of the Bible I like. I like it when the Bible says all. Like, you shouldn't expect less than what God has ordained for you. You shouldn't at all. So, Codred for me, yeah, it was a form of realignment, but basically it was a form of reminder, like Codred Revival reminder. Like, I have promised you these things in the first part of the year, and I will still do, I will still do them. Okay, I was beside my friend, okay, Wendy, and then the Spirit just told me, Abayomi, you have forgotten. That was just, you might forget, but God will not forget his promises over you. That is just the way I see it. So thank you very much. So, were we blessed? Yes, can we give them a round of applause again? All right, so it's time for us to share what we have learned. So, who want to voluntarily, before I start pointing, so, uh, so that it will help us. So, Ma, please come. <laughs> who would okay, like to? Okay, if you have any question, your own contribution, Whatever you got from Code Red as well. Yes. That thing that jumped at you, your takeaway from Code Red. Good evening, everybody. Sorry for being too forward by <laughs> I was just overly excited when I came in and I saw that um, it was a review of um, Code Red. I, I, when I traveled to visit my husband, I was almost chatting past all of that. I think we should have the conclave more, and it should be more of, um, will I say prayer, because that day something happened. I'd um, had this setback in my prayer life for a very long time, and on that conclave, something jumped on me. And while I was traveling, I read a book about warfare prayer, as in warfare prayer in the night or something like that. I'd always known about it, but sometimes it's like when challenges come, you get overwhelmed and you throw everything you know away, and you're just overly thinking through things by yourself. So while in that bus, I finished reading that book before I got to worry. And that night, it was crazy. My husband knew something happened. I prayed all through the night, like almost into the morning. And, you know, taking over, like I remember something Reverend Sam said when he came to, um, Pastor Sam Adeyemi said when he, the first night he came into Lagos that he took over the territory of Lagos that he was speaking over the prince of the devil over Lagos that I have come into this city and <laughs> somebody has to leave. So I'm glad to announce to you that you are the one that will leave. So he, all of those things, because I read that everything was rushing in my head and what I had taken in from the workers' conclave, everything was fighting in my head. And that night I knew something happened taking over the territory and everything. And in the morning, one funny creature, I was already alerted. Somebody was saying something about prayer. Your spirit man opens up. You hear, I was hearing. I used to hear before, but <laughs> <laughs> drama starts. Your ear go block. <laughs> <laughs> so I heard expressly, and God was telling me somebody was going to call me, a woman was going to try to be funny, so I should be sensitive. So I already had it in my spirit that I'll be on the watch. So the person that came around, I was trying to put me through some things. I was already thinking, okay, would this be the person? And that wasn't the person, but it was in the evening. One funny creature that called herself, I don't know whatever realm she came from. Because she hadn't seen me the previous day that I came, so she claimed she wanted to come and greet me. And I'd never hugged her before. And she tried to hug me. So I didn't decline because I felt, hey, she hadn't seen me since I arrived. So I tried, and she just did something like, like stroking down my chest to my tummy. In my head, I'm like, <laughs> I 
I was angry that evening. I was like, Holy Spirit, so this is what you were talking about. So I now fired. Till I left. If she sees me, she just bows her head and like so I was telling my husband, I say nothing. <laughs> and a lot of things I heard while I was there because it was a prayer rain for me. My husband was actually chatting a friend of ours that we know together. Said, and all of that. So coming back and I actually came back because of Code Red. I said, I don't want to miss it. And in Code Red, me, I like to simplify things for myself because I'm a very dramatic person. So I simplified it to, okay, the challenge, sin, the solution, which is prayer, like, and using the word, hearing the word of God. Then Papa Dioye said something. He said, your love for God. Ah, he touched me. I said, maybe where have you put your love for God all this way? Like, yes, I know I love God, but... To what magnitude, like to what extent do you love God? Do you love God so much that you can let go of your life? Like if, for instance, Boko Haram catches you now and tells you that is either you renounce God or you are beheaded, can you, can you stand that test? I was really thinking through it and I'm like, I know I have um, this small thing in my head about the ministry of helps. I like to help people and all of that. And I told myself, I said, you've not been taking this thing seriously. So if you really love God, people should feel your impact more because you are an extension of God. So when he said it throughout that day, on, on that Saturday, when I got home, I was thinking it through in my head, like <clears throat> your, your love for God has not left level one. You need to up it, like you need to go higher. Then on Sunday, when pastor was talking about sacrifice, that one still <laughs> it didn't push me. <laughs> it's as if you know when you are drunk and you are staggering, you don't even you can't sit, you can't stand, you can't do anything. Those were the words that kept tugging me, like they kept pushing. And right before I left the house, I was standing before the mirror and I was telling myself, Do you know a lot of destinies are waiting for you? Why are you keeping them waiting? That was what was on my mind. I'm like, I was telling God, I said, I'm sorry for keeping them waiting because i just imagine if uh pastor sam does not take as in if he didn't take this um calling i won't find myself here because ever since i left my my church uh, this star to marry my husband i enjoy winners but not as much as i did this star because reverend sam has a way of simplifying difficult things which was what i saw here and i said okay i think this is a replica i will stay and a lot, a lot, a lot. I was coming this evening. I was coming this evening. I just had, I was supposed to bring um, an attire for Shola to help me make them. And I just said, why don't you call her? Do you think she will be in church? I just said, okay. I picked my phone. I called her. She said, oh, she won't be able to be in church. She's there. So as I was leaving there, I said, listen, why is it so easy for you to tell me about even minute things? And when it comes to big issues, I have to really wait on you and everything. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Let me not take it. Good evening, house. Papa, good evening. Mama, good evening. So, me, I just want to... Papa, am I permitted to share testimonies? Just three. So, before the code read, in fact, thank you for putting putting together, be putting, yes, putting together this Code Red Revival. So before the Code Red Revival, I used to be a chronic ulcer patient. And I mean chronic, that when, when it starts, I have to take drugs upon drugs. I won't eat, I will lose weight. So during the Code Red Revival, <laughs> pastor was there saying, you must fast. Only this man doesn't understand. But you know, Pastor said, immediately I said it, Pastor said, some people will be say, some people, if you come to me, I will say, I understand. But God doesn't understand. He still said it again, you must fast. You must do all of the prayer work. Because I remembered in January that we did the breakthrough festival. I didn't fast because I just did like small, 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 12 o'clock. So I told myself this time around, I was going to fast. That if I perish, I perish. Everybody that said if I perish, I perish in the Bible, they did not die. <laughs> so I told myself, if I perish, I perish. So they won. In fact, everybody in my office knew. It's, I was in Agbedemeja, heaven and hell. I was just going my back. I was just in my back, my heart, my chest. 
I feel that day, three o'clock, I did not break. I say, God, if I now do this Kodred revival and I now have ulcer crisis, they should bring me to Pastor Akin. So we'll know that this is it. So the first day passed, the second day, the same thing. Like, I did it at six o'clock. I wasn't, the third day, I didn't feel that. That third day was raining so bad. I was like, maybe I should go back home and don't come to church. Maybe I finished my um, home school. I was like, let me go back home. I, let me know. I, I won't be able to make the church, the old rain and everything. My mind was like, just go. And that was the day that was so intense, the anointing service. In fact, I stayed there. I didn't even know I was crying. Mucus, everything was until we were through. I was like, okay, I think I'm, a be I'm fine. The following day, six o'clock, the last day, six o'clock, until now, I'm still expecting this. I, I can't find it. So, secondly, on Saturday during the Codre Revival, I told Papa that I won't be able to come for the evangelism, but I was going to wear the Codre Revival, I was going to work. And I was going to evangelize to my pupils when I get to the office. So on my way to the, to the office, I took a car. And a man was sitting at the front. Uh, another, the driver, a man was sitting at the front and one old man. When I entered the bus, me, I would always like talk or do something. But that day, I just knew that my energy level was like, I couldn't talk. I couldn't do anything. So when I entered the car, we got to a particular place, and the man said, the driver parked and said, hey, Baba, sorry, Baba, come down, cross to the other side. He was saying it in our native tongue that that is where you're going to. So the Baba now said, ah, driver, open the, the boot. I want to carry my bag. The driver said, which bag? He said, in the bag that I put in the bag. He said, which bag? He said, the bag that I put in the boot. I just knew that I shouldn't talk. I don't know. I just kept on keeping mute. I didn't say anything. The driver now said, Ah, Baba, kill a bit in the boot. Oh, I have to act it in your back. Baba, what did you put in that boot? That, ah, no, 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 no. You are a wicked man. You are evil. God will punish you and all of that. How can you put dollars? That plenty money in the boot. Ah, ah, Baba. Ah, money you want. The Baba now said, Ah, Let's share the money. In fact, the man that was not sitting close to the driver said, Answer me, you are delaying me. Please, please, you should do it. If the man wants to come down, the man should come down and just get out and go and. Well, along called Red Revival. <laughs> I was already panicking. I was sweating. You will see the whole sweat everywhere like this. I was like, God, in my heart. I said, that's what happened to me. I could wear a dread revival shirt. So if, if you carry me, you have carried gates away from Patsy. So the man now said, Madam, Abiki Leso, immediately the man said, Madam, I just said, <coughs> I just opened the car, and the car was open. Charity Mobota. Hey, the people that said they were going to Anthony, they just took another route. Like, I was like, so if I had talked or if I had done something, Maybe I would have been hypnotized. Then on Monday, a childhood friend of mine got missing. And when her brother called me, I was like, hey, Buka, don't worry, we'll find her. I started praying. And I told him to connect to our um, prayer watch. So because me, myself, even before the quadrant, I didn't take it serious. I will just be like, ah, this is so good to remember. But you see, during the quadrant, because I, I really meant God. God meant me, I meant him. I don't mean Arawa. So it was just like, when she was now saying, the guy called me, we have not seen Chidima. I said, we will find her. We will find her. I sent the declarations to him. I said, are you sure for me we go see him? Because immediately after the quadrant, I just had, I, no, I don't know, the past confidence, like my courage level, when I'm talking to, yeah. in fact, my boss, before that, sir, now I'm like, okay, what, so what do you want us to do? <laughs> I... The courage level is, if anything is going to happen, God would have told me. So if God not, God will not even forsake me like this. Because after the Code Red Revival, anything that I do is aligned. So the man said, um, when Ebuka called me yesterday, he said they've still not seen him. They've still not seen his princess. I said, Ebuka, they will find her. Don't worry, I'm very sure. In this season, there's nothing missing, there's nothing stolen, there's nothing broken. I will not lose anybody in this season. That if God could save me on Saturday, he's going to save your sister. Maybe God is just trying to pass a message across to me. So, 
today, he just called me around 12. Babe, I said yes. He said, Chidima is back. <laughs> Though they collected all of our belongings, I said, let them take it. What we need is back. I just want to thank God because the Codred Revival did not go in vain. Yes, and there's this old family pastor thing that pastor said, hey, you have family pastor. You have this one pastor, yeah. Now, if any pastor calls me, I'm like, I have only one voice that I can hear in my head. So today, they were calling me, ah, I'm a new program. Money, I've got a new program. So, Papa, thank you. It's the courage level. God bless you, sir. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Um, one thing that he said was why people experience barriers. He said, lethargy, right? Lethargy. No energy. <laughs> yes, that was how he said it. If you can remember, that some people they don't even think about it. <laughs> I used to be like that before. Even when anybody oh, so far as money, I did John five hundred. He said there's some people are just comfortable when you are in a comfort zone, but after you could read river, you will just feel this no. There are times since a Monday, I will just wake up and I'm like, ah, I'm not supposed to be in this. This is not where I'm supposed to be. And he said lack of awareness. Some people are never aware of what is going on. What they just want to do is go outside and come back. And he said something that touched me. He said, always know the people you share your testimony with. Yeah. Like their body language. Not everybody is happy for you. Mm -hmm. And not everybody is in that frequency you are. So that was what I learned from. Praise God. Um, what stood out for me in Kodred was the prayer. Um, since Kodred, uh, my prayer life has been revived. Um, on Wednesday, when the program started, so uh, when I came in, I felt the atmosphere was different. So when I sat down, I was just introspecting that uh, was something, I feel something different. So the Spirit of God was just telling me that, uh, do you know the number of prayers that has gone into this? So it's not an ordinary program. Ever since then, the urge to, be, to pray has just been there. When I'm going home, I was just, I was just thinking, thinking about it that uh, I have to pray tonight. Like, ever since then, my prayer life has been revived. Thank you so much, Pastor. Praise God. Praise God. So, um, I will start off from the last day. Of course, uh, a lot of things I learned uh, during the Code Red Revival. But the last day, Pastor gave us a perspective about um, how uh, we ought to behave after the Code Red Revival. That is, we need to wage war, or wage war with a prophecy. That is, it's not just, we shouldn't just allow the Kudred Reviver to just come and go the way it has, uh, it has come. So, um, and because I'm a designer, I'm privileged to know some things before the church knows it. Yeah. So, <laughs> when uh, Pastor sent uh, the Kudred extended to me and I was walking through it and at the end of the, uh, the design, I posted on my status, someone just chatted me, what does this mean? And I was able to explain um, the whole concept to him based on the fact that great meetings don't make people great. It is what people do as a result of those meetings that make them whoever they, uh, they turn out to be. So I really like, um, and when uh, Papa Dioye uh, was teaching to, he made mention of the fact that um, the declarations, so uh, the whole, uh, the whole concept of everything was tied to how we give voice to God's word. That is, um, when uh, the, the declarations, the prophecies, that is, um, we should give voice to God's word. We are, we are speaking beings. We shouldn't just allow everything to just lay low. We should uh, revive the whole experience of Kudre Reviver. And that has been my experience um, since it ended. I have started relieving the experiences of Kudre Reviver, and it has been worth it for me. Thank you. Praise God. <clears throat> 
Okay, so for me, um, when Papa Dio said, he mentioned frequency because I like to like pick words, like pick the points, not the sentence. So he said um, frequency, he said upgrade, and he said love for God. So I realized that I love God. When pastor talks about sacrifice, when he talks about do this, I do it. But then the way pastor, um, Papa Dioye actually explained the love for God, I realized that, okay, I'm actually kind of far from it. Like, I love God. I feel I love God. But from the explanation, I sat myself down and I asked myself some questions. And I realized that, oh, it's just like a give and take. Because you are doing this, you expect that this should happen. So that's just the way life is. So I gave sacrifice. Pastor already said, when you give a lot of sacrifices, you don't know the one that is answering. So just keep giving. But that's not the point. The point is, whether you are giving, whether anything is coming or not, you know that you love God. You are ready to do everything. Just like you are in a relationship with somebody, you are ready to go all out. You are ready to to just spend time with the person. And I realized that, oh, I haven't even spent time with God. The, the, the way I spend time with the people I love, and then I start working on it. And also, updating my, upgrading to his frequency. That is, when God tells you something, don't look at it based on where you are coming from or where you are. You have to look beyond. Because when he actually, every, every um, Bible verse that Papa Dioye explained, he, it's, I've read it before, but then it felt like I have never opened my Bible, especially when he talked about Psalm 23. And yeah. I have to lie down. Like, it yeah. just stunned me, and I know that Code Red Revival was not just normal, and then it has changed my life. Thank God. Good evening, everyone. Um, Code Red Revival has really done a lot for me, um, and it has really changed my life a lot. So there was this day I was on my way to school, then I was just thinking about when I'm going to travel and, and the road, most especially the immigrations, because those guys, you can't dress casual on that road and they will not stop you and be like, what do you have with you or check your bag. And if they see anything with you, like even though it's just something, they will want to collect something for, for, for that stuff. So, and I actually gotten something for my mom, and I'll be putting it inside the bag. I was like, how am I going to do this, do this, do this? So as I was just going, I was just thinking about it, and, and like the, the idea just dropped into my mind, and I know it's God that put it in my mind, because I, I never thought of that idea before. Like, it, it was too perfect. I was like, so this is what I have, I have actually been, 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 been trying to think of, and I, and, I, and I could not think of. But I really thank God that such idea came into my life, and, and I'll use it so good. And I even pray that, that as I'll be traveling, it will be smooth, and I'll get to my destination. And secondly, um, there was one thing that Papa said on Saturday. He said, the greatest destroyer of men is excuses. And I keep on thinking about that and that. I'm the type of person that if you send me something, I'll be like, I'm, 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 it's like I'm always busy, but I have nothing to do. <laughs> so, so, as, so as he said that stuff, I was like, you that. If someone sends you a message now, you be like, yeah, because even on call, even when my sister is at talk, she says, please do this. I say, I'm, I'm, I'm busy, I'm reading. And I'm not reading. So, and, and, and as he said this, I have really tuned myself to this, and, and it has really helped me. Thank you. Praise God. So, um, Kodra Revival for me was more than amazing. Um, I came with, you know when you have so much, and then pastor is saying, expectation card, put only three things. I'm like, wow. <laughs> but I was able to streamline the things that I wanted into those three, and I'm really thankful for that. But um, I'm going to be talking about post-Kodra. So during um, the workers, 
meeting we had after service. Pastor said those declarations, those prophecies, make them your playlist, and then instructed us in media to compile them. But before them, before then, when um, Papa Deoye says something that I know, it applies to me, I write it down. Um, Pastor to say something, I write it down. So I was able to have like a long list of what I wanted. Then after Code Red, Pastor said it is now that Code Red has started. And I kid into that, that I realized it's not just those five days. It is what happens after the five days. So since then, I'm waking up in the morning like I'm in the bathroom. <laughs> I'm playing them because I think we, we should all have downloaded it. I'm playing the prophecies. I'm saying amen, praying along before I wake up, going to sleep. I'm playing it. Then I also want to thank God that this code read, I saw the change happen in my family because my mom wasn't a part of it. But I got home and we were talking about um, lie down in green pastures, um, the scripture Papa Deo just shared and how we broke it down. And I was just explaining it to my mom because I cannot receive this type of thing now and it's not such your home. So we're talking about it and she too, she was, I'm like, mommy. <laughs> like, so apparently she had also been a part of it. And I'm just grateful to God that the things that have been happening, the clarity that I've been having since after Code Red, it has been, I've, I'm somebody that I know how to do a lot of things. So the problem now is which one are we doing? <laughs> But after Code Red, God has just been helping me to find more clarity and people that have been um, having issues reaching out to concerning maybe getting more information or mentorship. I reached out to one of them um, on Monday and I was like, I know, uh, that sh would you come to me or I should come to you? That, this is somebody that I naturally shouldn't have any access to. It was like, should I, I said, why will you come to me? Sir, I'm coming to you. I just want to thank God for the great things that he has started. Praise God. Let's celebrate Sister Diola. Amen. Yes, please come. Sister Diola, what did you learn? Amen. Let's oh. celebrate her. Amen. Celebrate Sister Diola as she comes. Amen. Good evening, everyone. Okay, I actually, everybody has said a lot of things, and there are some that applies to me. But the one... There's this particular one about um, Pastor um, Papa said we should not take revenge because I have a lot of people on my list. I, I want to show a lot of people. So <laughs> I, was like, that, I was just like, what's this? What's this? I don't know. Why is this coming this time? Like, I just start, start forgiving some people. Like, God, I just forgive you. Just go. Don't block my blessings. I think that's what I have to do. All right, Sister Selena. Amen. Sister Selena, let's celebrate that. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Good evening, everyone. Okay, so um, I remember Pastor Adoye was talking about um, the will of God, like if we are aligned and all those stuff. Yeah. So it made me think about um, a lot of things, if I'm actually in line with God's will. And I've been praying with... Um, that scripture pastor talked about Ephesians 1 verse 7. Okay, so, and by God's grace, I'm very sure um, I'm Good evening, church. Okay, so for me, it was the midnight prayers, the one that Papa used to lead that we're speaking in tongues for an hour. And I can't explain how blessed. I, was, I didn't used to be able to speak in tongues for that long. You know, I just speak in tongues a little bit and like, oh Lord, add oh Lord, you know, <laughs> as extra. And, but, then, but then when he, after the first day, the second day, I'm like, how is this man doing it? And he's not, he's not a redeem, redeemical something. Oh. He's going from, levels to levels and changing gear and when it's like and twelve forty five there's another it's like okay this is the final lap come on get in gear and it was really it was really uh, amazing and um, you spoke about sacrifice and I'm somebody that I've 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 pinpointed how God blesses me. 
So immediately he spoke about that. I said, Papa, Papa, you're reading my mind. And I decided that, you know what? Offerings, tithes, Wednesday, I started streamlining you. See, my God is not going to be taking this anymore. He's going to take this. I need to upgrade. That was my own upgrade. And the honest truth is, people started calling me and saying, oh, Tiny, where are you? Oh, I'm with the come and do this for me. And I can't even begin to imagine what God is going to do in the next 90 days. Hallelujah. Let's celebrate him as a camera, man. Praise the Lord. Um, Pastor, thank you. Um, this Kudred Revel, I wanted to miss it the first day, but a friend of mine invited me to church, prophecy, said I should not miss it, I should come. So the first day, when I came, the prayer, I entered when they were doing the prayer. So I was chatting with my brother, I was sitting at the back. My brother, now, there was something I wanted to collect from my brother in the US. So he said, Shoki, I can't give you this thing. My son is in the hospital right now. He's sick. He has, his, his son is a sick license. So they wanted to flush his blood and pump new one. So he said, I should not call him at all for now. See, for that notice. I said, ah, this will block what I want to collect from you. So this point my mood. My mom was calling my call the call. I put her on blacklist. <laughs> so I, I sat down there. I was not happy at all. I started praying that God, not to happen to my brother's son, not to happen. I started praying. During the prayer, praying. After, like, after the first day, the second day, my brother called me that Shoki. Wow. Ah. Omo um, right. Yeah. Because he has no blood group change from SS to AA. And he's strong. Even because that mommy side is going to come follow me to church um, this Sunday to come. That's short to them. Fair more church. I want to give God all the glory. Thank you, God. Praise the Lord. So, um, this Godred is amazing. Like, it was a wonderful time in the presence of God. And the beautiful part is that, like we've all been saying, it has just started. You know, so after Papa's uh, message, where he was talking about the love of God, you know, you know, I, as much as possible, I try not to get familiar with the word of God, you know, so... When he was saying, of course, I've heard, we've heard those things before. It's not like we've not heard it before, you know, but I just, you know, at my quiet time, I intentionally just started praying in tongues and started searching the Bible to really understand because I don't want to believe that when he says, you know, love God with all your heart is the way I understand it. Maybe he's saying something that I don't know, you know, so I was now reading the Bible and I read it in message translation, John 15. I'll just quickly read it. From verse 9 to 10, say, I have loved you the way my father has loved me. Make yourself at home in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain intimately at home in my love. That's what I have done. Kept my father's commands and made myself at home in his love. You know, so I realized that, you know, it just, you know, it just persists what Papa said to the point of, surrendering totally to his will because what Jesus was just trying to say there was that he did what his father wanted him to do and so because of that he was at home in God's love so the best way to be at home in God's love is to be in total alignment you know there was even another um, translation I read that just made it look as if all we just need to do is just love God and every other thing is sorted like you don't have to pray for anything if all you are running after it's just to love God. So it was, I, I think that was like a, um, I don't know what that English, you know, for that. That was like the moment for me for at Code Red, you know, and it has been giving, 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 every other day giving. You know, it, it's, it's been amazing. The testimony is more true, but, you know, we're just unfolding it. How do you call that in unpacking? Yes, we just started unpacking. Unbox. Thank you. Unboxing everything that Codred Revival has been for us. Praise the Lord. All right. Please, Sister Rhoda, let's celebrate Sister Rhoda. Good evening, church. I don't want to come out before because I'm very shy. But I needed to come out because... 
code red, uh, it wasn't normal like that. But that's where we in prayer that we do speak in tongues. Normal good day, I can't speak in tongues for that long. I will get distracted, I'll be thinking, I don't think about life, I'll think about finance, <laughs> different kind of things. And thank God, Papa, thank you. I don't call him Papa, I call him Daddy. <laughs> Dad, thank you for that midnight prayer. And today at work, uh, my team lead came to me that, Rhoda, how far is your start? I'm like, hey, we are pushing. I was scared, like, I didn't meet target on Monday, Tuesday, and today is Wednesday. Then I remember that we do speak in tongues now, throughout the code, we are always speaking in tongues, 12 a.m., 12 a.m. to 1 a.m. Then I started speaking in tongues. I was working, you know, calling customers, speaking in tongues. Then I checked my stats, it increased. Mumu me got distracted. I was talking. The next, I think after 30 minutes, I checked. It's dropped down. I'm like, eh. So I really need to work on myself in speaking in tongues. And I didn't want to come to church today because I was not happy. I realized, what Pastor said, Baya is when your effort is more than your success. That has been my major barrier. I just realized that it's a barrier for me because even in school, people call me a few cool. A few way. But my effort is not really showing in my result, though I have good results. And today, I realized that this thing is a barrier for me. I, I've been working back and forth. Like, I've been calling customers, pay. Some people will insult me, I'll keep calm. But my results was, it wasn't reflecting on my results. Even this other said, she called me that, let's go to church. I said, I'm not going because I'm this kind of person that if, if my if effort is not showing in my results, I'm always down. You, see, you can, if you like, be jumping up and down, we not smile, I won't be happy. So I told myself that, okay, if I go home, me going home won't increase my performance. It won't make me get, to, get my target. And I told God, God, I'm coming to church today. Please, please, <laughs> before we, after midweek recharge, if I check my phone, let my target pass my target. It must pass my target because after Kode, I had the confidence that, see, whatever I want to get, I will get it, whether the devil likes it or not. So I'm very grateful for this Kode revival. I have a lot to say, but I'm, I'm very, very shy. All right, let's celebrate Brataio. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Um, Pardon me if I'm shaky, the AC was affecting me. <laughs> uh, I came into Lagos like three weeks ago. I was here, I grew up here. So uh, I came in search of a job. My family is in worry. So when I came, I was in a hurry to get a job. I'm a church person, so immediately I came to Lagos, I was looking for a church to attend. So as I was passing, I saw this place. The first day, I knew, okay, I should be here because um, my spirit can discern easily when I shouldn't be in a church. So immediately I got here the first day, I knew, okay, I will stay here. So uh, on Wednesday, last week Wednesday, the first day of Codre uh, Revival, I got a job in a Chinese company. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. That's not the testimony. I know Brazilian too will be surprised by the time I give the full testimony. Uh, so I got a job in a Chinese company and um, the job uh, entails that I work all week till Sunday. And they will, I will have one day off, but it, might not, it will not be on Sunday. It will be during the week. I say, and I know, Congo Shosh. I say, no, 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 no. Me, I'll be church person. I cannot do that. But because of my family, they can call me and say, ah, this one's school, I'm married, I have three kids. The school fees, so this one, no, I could not meet up with sales. So my wife put to bed, I think, uh, three weeks ago. My sister is here, three weeks ago. So I was here when I was called that she has put to bed. So I was, the thing was, I need to get a job so that I can meet up. They can call me anytime now, say they won't pay this one, no, and I won't have the money to send. So I was in a hurry to get a job. So when I got that one, I said, okay, make I just do them like that. 
But on Wednesday when I came to church, Pastor was talking about hindrances to divine guidance. And one of, one of them he talked about was over extreme busyness. And when he said it, you know, I know when God is talking to me. I know the way God talks to me. And it is, say you are hearing. <laughs> it's, it's not about getting a job, oh. Say you are hearing. And I was, I, from that time I got the job, I have been very uneasy with the job. Every day there is so much um, push. You no, know, if I, the first job I got, I worked with 3C of it's a Chinese company. So I know the way Chinese, the way they take their job. They will over chat, over WeChat. We are like, what you are doing? Walk, walk, walk. They will tag you. What you are doing? You are not working since 11. You are not, they will just tag you and cost you that so i know how chinese i know the way they do their job they want you to work and kill yourself for them and so i, I understand it very much so i said is that is this how is this the kind of job I, I one of the things i wrote in my expedition card i wanted a good job that you know that would be able to make me take care of my family and bring them here later on so that was one of what that was one of the, the things i wrote so I said, is this the kind of job i said i wanted this one that will not make me come to church on sunday so, or I think two days ago, uh, yesterday, when I woke up, when I, 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 I woke up, I took my bed, my, I, I was going to work, and somebody called me. Immediately I picked the, 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 the phone to pick the call. My phone went blank. And in, in the, at work, we use systems, but uh, the systems, the computers, they, they, they were out of computers, so they asked us to be using our phones. Okay, yesterday they asked us that, those of us that don't have computers that we should go back home we were like nine that we should stop doing the job that they will call us back we, ju we just knew that they were laying us off so some of us said that uh -uh, we have been working we have been working for for one week and uh, we, we have been paying our transports so you want, want us to go back just like that uh, so no no so they asked us to start using our phones so me too i started using my phone so yesterday when i was going to work when somebody called me i tried to pick the call my phone went blank i got to the office i called my team leader my team leader said ah, my phone it has gone bad. So, so what will you do now? You have to go. You know, yesterday they told you people that you people should go. I said, you have to go. Since your phone is, you cannot use anything now. You don't have, you, there's nothing you can use now. I said, ah, so what will I do? I just sat down. I said, and my spirit was telling me, God doesn't want you to do this job. So just leave now. I said, ah. So the, I, when I, I took my phone and I was going down the stairs, I wanted to go home. Immediately I got to the mount uh, of the, the, the door mount to go out, the, the phone came back. I went up again. <laughs> I went up again and I, I started walking. I walked for like 30 minutes. The phone went blank again. So I have, I have told you, want something else to happen to you? Leave this place now. And I know the way God deals with me. I just knew God doesn't want me to do this job. So I just left and came home. And I asked her, I was worrying all through last night. I just sat like this on the bed. Small time she would look at me. Bros, everything they all right. Everything they all right. I they treat you bad. I do you anything. I say you don't do me anything. Everything they all right. I say, how would I? But if they call me now, I have told them I have gotten a job. They are happy. So if they call me, that they I'll be able to send money at least at the end of the month. Now there is no job. So she called me today. My wife called me today. I said, baby, I want to tell you, God has been favoring me. I said, eh, what did God do? He said, ah, you know, I've resumed business. One woman just called me. He said, she sells clothes. And just gave me clothes. I paid her some money. I didn't have the complete money. She just gave me clothes. I said, I should, I should go and sell. I said, go, go and sell. Just, just go and be selling. When you have them, you should come. He said, baby, do you know that I have sold, I have, sold, I have like 70,000 outside now. That I, I said, eh, you have like 70,000 outside now that you are going to collect. I said, Ah, you have removed load from my head, though. You have removed load from... He says, so, baby, calm down. Even if the job, you have left the job, calm down. Look for another one. We are okay. I am taking care of the children. That is my testimony. Let's celebrate our God. He's faithful. Hallelujah. Amen.